everybody. Welcome to the MPG Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Josh Mosler. This week, I got Chris Multides from Workman Circle Credit Union. How's it going? I'm doing well. So, um, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, so Workman Circle is here in Savannah. Workman Circle is a community charter credit union. We were actually chartered in 1950. Uh, and we, we have a community charter, which means if you live or work... In Chatham County, either one, you're eligible to join Workman Circle and take advantages of its services. And also, if you if you have a relative that's a member of Workman Circle and you live out of town, you can join as a family member. Okay, but it's it's so it's exclusive kind of to Chatham County and the relatives of those that live in Chatham County. Correct. Okay. So every every credit union has a field of membership. Right. Ours is a um, community charter i worked at a previous credit union and it was a uh you know occupational it was, it was based on the company uh it was a union camp corporation okay yeah which we had talked about before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh you know you had to be a employee of of uh of the company and or a family member so what's the story that you know actually one of my favorite questions asked so i guess we'll back up i'm, I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself okay so what is the trajectory of your career from like 18 to right now? Like what, what is transpired to get from where you, you know, from graduate high school. Okay. And then what, what is it? What, what's the, what's the storyline between then and now? Well, uh, one job I did take when I was, in, I went to Georgia Southern college, went to Armstrong, then went to Georgia Southern. And, um, a girlfriend one time when I came home for summer, she got me a job with the pipe fitters as a pipe fitters apprentice and it was like maybe 60 or 70 journeymen and i was the uh pipe i was the apprentice okay and so you want to say low on a totem pole (laughs) 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 i mean i was low on totem pole and uh you know they lined up for me as far as anytime there was a real you know crummy job right you know uh, so uh, i went back to school with a vengeance (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i went ahead and you know did my accounting degree over at georgia southern and um then i started out at union camp corporation uh in the uh, woodlands department in the accounting and i was they were paying for my mba school at, at uh, savannah state college and that's where i met the president of the credit union and we did a project together and he said hey you need to come with me so, you know, so at, at that time, it was just really just a transfer from the county department of Woodlands uh, Union Camp to the credit union. And then I was, I was really at Union Camp almost 15 years. And um, it just seemed like the career wasn't, was, do, was doing okay, but I felt like I needed to, uh, to, to you know, to expand. Right. And, um, Workman Circle approached me about um, becoming their manager, and I wasn't the manager over at over at Union Camp. And I said, "Well, you know, the idea, you know, smaller pond, bigger fish." Right. And uh, a lot of people thought, you know, you know, Union Camp back then was the, you know, you know, was one of the big employers, and they hadn't been bought out yet by by IP and. Um, and so 
lot of people thought I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Wharton Circle was kind of like a $5 million credit union. Yeah. And we're $93 million now. Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, no, we've, we've, we've grown. And um, we first got there, it was managed by a CPA firm. So I really worked for a CPA firm that managed the credit union. And we build out, they, I really build my time to the credit union. And then after uh, a few years there, uh, I talked the board into saying, hey, we can move our credit union, you know, pay our employees directly, um, have our own building, and, you know, hang our own shingle, and, we'll, you know, we're going to grow. And we did. How long ago was that that they made that switch? Um, so it was like 97 when I joined Workman Circle. It was 2005, so like seven years. You know, eight years later, they moved. And I turned it from five to about $15 million credit union. But just hanging your own shingle out and having your own, you know, exposure. Uh, you know, we, we, we grew from 15 to 30 to 40, 50, you know, just, um, it's just, just been a rapid growth, you know, and, and we've got our loans up and we're, a, we're a profitable credit union. We're a little conservative. Um, we're not a full service credit union, but what we do, we do, we do, I like to think we do, you know, exceptionally well. We, we pay a little bit higher on dividends. We got really good, uh, mortgage rates. Um, you know, we're very flexible. Uh, we, we lend, we look at three, three main factors when we lend. We look at, um, we, we call it the three C's, collateral, capacity, and character. Um, collateral is basically based on loan to value. So if you have a $100,000 house uh, as collateral and your first mortgage, you, you don't want to really to be conservative, you don't want to do more than 75% of that value. So you will do a uh, up to a $75,000 loan okay. using that house. And then character. What is character? It's basically, it's come down now to uh, credit reports. Um, and we'll give, you, we'll give you discounts, loan discounts on your interest rate, depending on your credit scores. Um, but we like, to see, we like to see credit scores in the 700s. Um, you start getting discounts at 750, and you get a higher one at 800. Uh, so that's that one. And then also, the the last one we look at is the um, capacity. Capacity, we do some sort of debt to income uh, analysis that shows, hey, this fella has the capacity, you know, to make this, you know, you know, make these payments. Right. So you, you know, you got to have that. So. Um, is that something that you brought with you from Union Camp, or is that something that was already in place when you got there? A um, little bit of both. I mean, okay. I, you know, it was a, uh, you know, we had some good uh, loan committee members. Uh, Dr. Frank Hoffman, who passed this this year, he was very conservative, and you know, and you know, he taught me a lot as far as hey, you know, I guess there was a feeling that you, you can't. Oh, we got we got to you know we got to get this loan out to him one way or another. We'll figure a way out, and then we. We had a lot more charge-offs at uh, at, uh, at the uh, previous credit union, and um, this, you know, Doctor Hoffman told me one day. He says, "Chris, you know, people need to earn the right to borrow." Yeah, and, uh, you know, and be conservative. Uh, 
And, you know, also, I also learned that people will take more money than they can afford. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, I, I remember one time, I, you know, I guess this was more of a sympathy loan. I'd probably, if I told you the whole situation, probably would do it again. But the uh, when I was at Union Camp, we lent someone some money. And um, he filed bankruptcy, you know. And I was like, uh, you know, next time I said, dude, man, you know, you really kind of made me look bad, you know. Yeah. And he, he looked at me, and he was serious when he said this. He says, you know, Mr. Chris, uh, you gave me the money. And when you gave me the money, I figured that I could I could pay it back because you're the expert. And um, that's kind of an well, interesting well, mindset. Yeah, but, and I thought about it. First, I guess when he first told me, I was like, you know, I got a little... Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but then I thought about it. And I was like, you know, he's right. Yeah. I did him a disservice by giving him money that he couldn't afford. And I didn't do my job. You know, so, you know, I had to accept that and move on and learn from it. I wonder if that's like a shift, though, like in the society in general, right? Like maybe from self-responsibility to kind of, you know. It, it could be. I mean, you, <laughs> you see that more and more, right? It's not just... Well, you know, you, you can even see it in the regulations that governments do. Yeah. Because um, there's a big difference to if you're doing a residential rental where it's considered a business when you're doing a consumer. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more disclosures with the basic reasoning being the uh, consumer doesn't know better and they, have, they, need, they need protection. Right. The business, well, the business... You know, they're in business. If they didn't know better, they should have known better. Um, so um, that's the kind of rationale where you, you don't have to do as many <laughs> disclosure to business loans. You know, if people have residential rentals, you know. So, Have you guys had um, a hard time? So I would. So you're going to know this question better than me, I guess. Okay. First off, the climate of loans in the country seem to be changing. Money seems to be getting cheaper. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, as a small-time credit union here in Chatham County, is it hard to compete with all this money that's been pouring in from out of state? Like, obviously, you guys have been able to grow through all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, is that, like, a problem that you see in the horizon? Or is it, like, or are you guys not really competing with those kind of cheap? You know, uh, the 30-year fix, you know, to, you know, they're, you know, sometimes they're under 3% right now. So, no, but we really don't specialize in those. Our main types, we, we're about 90, 90% mortgages, but our main mortgages that we do are um, residential rentals. Okay. That's really big for us. And also we'll do them with, um, if people have their property in, in an LLC. Um, the only thing that we require, or, or, or corporation, we, 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 we do require them to personally guarantee it. Um, and those really are not uh, conforming notes that they can, um, you know, get those 30-year rates. But our rates are still competitive. Uh, and then we have an excellent home equity program, you know, line of credit. We're, we're at prime plus zero, which is, which is uh, currently 3.25%. Uh, if you qualify, we'll, we'll give you free closing costs except for the appraisal. Dang. So uh, it's a 15-year life. And... Uh, like I said, we're conservative on the on the lending standards. We've really had very few. Char- we've, you know, you know, knock on wood, uh, we've had very few charge offs. 
um, you know, we're, we're a lot less than the, uh, you, know, you know, the average financial institution. Do you know the like? Do you know the average in the country for financial institutions? You know, I know it for our peers. It's you know that got um, 05 percent. Okay. Know, you know, charge offs. You know, credit is in our asset range, uh, and it's been a couple of years since we had a loan charge off. So uh, a couple of years since. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So, so and we really we had very few charge offs during the debacle. Um, and, um, you know, back in 2006, 2008, yeah. you know, we know we've, we've had, you know, three or four, but really not that many, most of our size credit union. So, uh, when you showed up and it was still small, was the charge off, were the charge offs low then too? Like, is that like the history of workman circle or is that something that's kind of developed over the last 20 years? No, that's, um, it was very conservative. It was, it was, it's always been that it's way. It's always been conservative. Okay. It's always been conservative. It's, you know. Um, and the, uh, so I was, I was probably the only time I could have been considered a wild liberal when I first came here <laughs> as far as lending, because we, we were probably a little more liberal with the, uh, loan policies at the previous credit union. But, um, you know, this re really works better, um, because, you know, you, you want to make sure people, you're not giving people too much money that they, that re they really can't handle. Right. Um, and you, you're really doing nobody any favors by doing that. Right. I mean, you, th you think, oh, well, I'm getting money out in loans, you know, and, you know, that's the best use of the credit union's money. But, you know, it's um, it's not if it's a low-quality loan. So, obviously, the, the liberal, in quotes for those who can't see me, ideas that you brought to uh, Workman Circle, I mean, so it took – 50 years to get to 5 million if it started in 1950 mm -hmm. and then yeah. it's only been 20 to grow an additional 85 million right so obviously that those policies are working well you know they, they, they didn't i brought some ideas you know some really simple ideas and i really we really kept purposely kept uh the credit union simple and i'll and i'll tell you why but did bring you know they didn't have a, a home equity line of credit product even though they paid money market dividends, they didn't have a money market. Uh, then we also implemented you know, CDs. So those helped on the deposits. Um, some people are CD buyers, some people are you know, money markets. Um, I, I do remember when we had savings accounts and the, our savings accounts were above the money market rates, but you tell somebody, hey, we got a savings account. I said, well, no, I want a money market. <laughs> okay, well, you know. So you know, we we change it. We we add money markets. Now we got really two types of money markets. Um, Which what is a money market? Money market is no more than a, a, a savings account that you put some. You put a higher. Sometimes you 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 we, we put a minimum balance that's higher. Okay. And with a higher interest rate. So we have one money market that starts to earn a rate. It tears up at twenty, fifty, hundred. Uh, half a million and million as far as um, interest rates. And then we have another one called Platinum. It's a totally separate uh, product, but it's no more than the money market. And it's a, you got to have $250,000 to earn the rate, and that's it. So, uh, you know, we got some people with fluctuating accounts that may have 500 at one time, but next month they'll be under 250. So they'll, 
they would probably take the regular money market. And you got some people whose counts are going to be over 250, and they'll they'll take the platinum, and that's been real popular. I was just going to ask that. So the platinum's been pretty popular. Then? Yeah, platinum's been popular with us. So we 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 really don't and not, uh, you know we pay above market rates on 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 deposits. We're very conservative. We we give good rates on the loans, a little bit less than our peers. Uh, we don't have a lot of services. We don't have checking account, ATM, debit cards, credit cards. So we don't make a lot of fee income. And people go like, wait a second. You're paying over double on the dividend rates. You're making less on your loans, and you don't have any fee income. How in the heck are you guys even staying in business? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and so, well, the answer is, you know, we're a ninety million dollar credit union. We got seven employees because we don't because we have so few services. We're able to operate at a uh, you know you know you know very efficiently. Matter of fact, we were recognized in two thousand fourteen for being the uh, most efficient credit union in the United States of America. In the yeah, wow, in our asset range. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, and it basically is because you know you, you know you got six at that time six people operating a uh, 50 something plus you know million dollar credit union even when i was at the previous credit union when we were you know we had all these different services uh there's a lot of hidden overhead and you know and um that comes with those uh services even though, oh wow we're getting all this fee income but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh you know overhead you know associated with those services and um everything from checking account debit cards um, credit cards it's it, it adds up and so we operate approximately for one-fourth of what our peers operate so that's how we end up making you know we and we and we make and our income is, 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 is pretty good when compared to our peers well i'm sure it helps you significantly that you aren't getting a lot of defaults on oh yeah, that helps yeah. too yeah like I mean, if that's consistent income all the time, mm-hmm. yeah. like I'm sure that helps make everything run much more smoothly at oh yeah a much lower cost, right? Yeah, and it also saves you the aggravation of a uh, you know expensive chasing people down and everything. So, <laughs> um, so I want to like switch a little bit. So you guys specialize in buy and hold, like rental. No, no, no. We we finance people that buy. Right. Them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Financing those kind of vinyls. Vinyls. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what's the story? Like, was that? Have they always done that, or is that something that's like you guys have developed over the course since you've been there? Or like, what's the story behind getting into that space? I think it kind of it was it was there, but it we but you know we, you know obviously expanded it. You know, we added the home equity line of credit, which is a you know it's, that's probably like. 11 12 million dollars of our 50 million dollars in loans so that's a you know it's a good 20 percent yeah um you know we, do, we really don't have a lot of car loans uh, but we have you know we'll also do business loans uh, you know we got a popular restaurant here in, in savannah that, that finances with us we have a uh, you know a lot of small office complexes you know so uh, you know comes around to help out quite a bit but specifically, like, what's the story behind getting into buying holds? Like, was there a story there, or was it just kind of like it just started showing up, and you guys just, or was there a push? I don't, I know you can't, like, yeah. I don't want to give away to like too much of the internal politics of yeah. working in a circle, obviously. 
But I mean, was there was that like a conscious decision? Actually, no. I'm going to say no. But I, th- I think they – I really think the best marketing is word of mouth. You serve someone well, you give them a good product, and, um, you know, they'll refer you to other people. Matter of fact, I'm in, I'm in a business referral group, and I get a lot of business that way too. But the um, – I always go back to thinking this right before a debacle happened. This, this one guy came to me and – I, you know, don't want to say his name, but I, I know he's talking, you know. And uh, and this is really when we kind of grew a lot in loans is when the debacle happened. Which you're talking 08, 09. 08, oh, yeah. Okay. And um, the banks were turning everybody down. They wouldn't even, you know, renew people. I remember this one guy came to me. He goes, hey, Chris, you know, I've heard about y'all and everything. And, uh I got real good credit. Yeah, so okay, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the property's worth so-and-so, and I got good income. And I go, but my bank won't renew my loan. And I was going like, okay, sure, I'll look at it. And to be quite frank with you, just I was thinking in the back of my head, uh, you know, well, your bank won't renew you. What the heck makes you think I'm going right. to renew your loan? Yeah. And I, I looked at it, and I was like, God, this guy has great credit. God, this guy has good income. God, this property is, you know, it appraises, you know, and back then we were doing 80% loan to value. And um, the uh, Dr. Hoffman went like, Chris, I like the loan, but let's just do a 75%. And uh, just a little more conservative, and that's what we did. And then that same story kept happening and happening again. The banks chased a lot of business to us. And, um, and then word of mouth, you know, just keeps on, you know, that's how we get, we don't advertise at all, we, at, 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 at all, Besides, unless you count our newsletters or, you know, you know, t-shirts or stuff that we give to our members or stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, we don't, we don't put billboards up. We don't, you know, we don't send out flyers. We don't, we don't do that. It's all built on word of mouth. Uh, uh, yeah. Basically word of mouth. That's pretty impressive. That's yeah. pretty crazy because that's not normal, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're reading a magazine and some credit union says, "Hey, we do the best services," are you going to go go to that credit union because of that magazine article? I mean, probably. Not. You know what takes me into a financial institution when my friends or family say, "Yeah, I had I this great experience." Exactly. That is what brings you to a, to another financial institution. Hey, they're paying so and so rates, uh, and they're going like. You know, they're they're around the dinner table and going like, well, that's twice the rate I'm earning. <laughs> Can I be a member of that credit union? Well, I think so. It's a community charter. Right. So, uh, you know, we've just grown. And I think there's been a lot of time for people to sit around and and look at their rates they're earning because the rates drop so much and, and we're still paying above market rates um, where a lot of people put, put a lot of money with us. So, uh and we're just trying to get it out in good loans. Right. You know, can't have uh, poor loans. And um, how do you, what, um, why do you guys choose Chatham County? Um, that's just where we were located at. Um, like, have you, or like, has there ever, like, was there, same thing? Is there like a conscious decision, like, we are only going to stay? Well, like, the, has there been any kind of debate on moving out? Or, no, I, don't, no, I don't know what you can Not really. The, um, 
Wortman Circle started out as a true co-op. It really started in the early 1900s, and it was it's a heavy Jewish-based credit union. Okay. Um, but it started out in the early uh, 1900s as the Jewish people lending money to the Jewish immigrants. They wouldn't be taken advantage by the uh, by the loan sharks. Right. Then it kind of morphed into the Broad Street businessmen living, um, lending back and forth to each other, and the Jewish CPA firm actually, you know, you know, Jaime Hoffman, uh, you know, Dr. Hoffman's father, uh, you know, was a CPA. And there's actually tax advantages to being a credit union. What but, are they? Uh, yeah, credit unions do not pay federal income tax. Really? Yeah, we're we're considered a five. You know, we're considered a nonprofit. Okay. So, um, and also one thing that banks don't like is if somebody finances their property through us, they don't have to pay the uh, intangible taxes, which is thirty basis points. You know, three dollars per thousand. So um, that's a big that's a big advantage that saves the the member. Yeah, I mean that can yeah. add up really add yeah, up. Yeah, I mean you're starting to do a lot of business, right? Like three hundred thousand dollar house. That's nine hundred dollars. Now, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not going to change your lifestyle, but that $900 looks a lot better in your pocket than the government's. Right, absolutely. So, yeah. um, that's, that's that's a big thing there. So, uh, yeah. And, um, go ahead. No, you got it. So, it started out as a co-op. Co- started then went co-op. to the Broughton, Broughton, got, Broughton businessman yeah, working back and forth. forth. And then in 1950, they said, you know what? We make this a credit union. We'll, we'll have some tax advantages. Right. And that's when they did. And they did keep it kind of secret. They just kind of kept it, I wouldn't say secret, but they they just kept it amongst themselves. And, um, you know, and... Slowly, you know, it's... Slowly, slowly, slowly. And then they, um, somehow they got some Greek boy to come in there in 97 to... <laughs> 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 so you're, you're Greek? I'm Greek, yeah. Okay. Multitides. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. So when I hear somebody's last name, I never am like, oh, man, is that, you know, whatever. I don't know. I do. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of my, yeah, I got like relatives and stuff, though. They hear somebody's last name. They're like, oh, is that a Irish? Is that, you know, Slovenia, whatever? Like, how do you, I have no idea. How do you know that? Mm-hmm. But Miltides is Greek. Miltides is Greek. Yes. So we actually had the, um, have you been to Yaya's? Yes. A, a good friend of mine owns that. Okay. Yeah, he was yeah, at yeah. my wedding. I was in his wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Stathy was on the podcast Stathy's like a few weeks. Weeks. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the podcast, uh, I don't know, like a month ago now. Okay. Yeah, right. we love Yaya's. Yeah. I, anybody that I meet that's, that, well, anybody I meet, period, but especially if they're Greek, I'm like, listen, you want authentic Greek food, I got the place for you. That's it. That's it's it. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's get back on topic. Sorry. So, uh, how have you guys held up through COVID? So, like, if you're already conservative... Some of the more risky firms have gotten conservative through COVID. So have you gotten even more conservative or have you just kind of stayed the course? We've kind of stayed the course. We really have. I mean, and um, really during the debacle, we kept lending. And, we, and, we, and we're still lending now. But, we, you know, we're still, we're still staying the course as far as being, looking at people's, um, you know, character, capacity, and collateral. Right. Um, you know, so... Um, you know, when back for a debacle, you know, the government thought everybody needed to be a homeowner. You know, 80% financing. No, no. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, how about 95%? No. How about 100%? Well, you know, you're getting close. But then they went to 105% because, you know, it had closing costs, you know. Right. So people had no money in their property. <laughs> had, you know, and so, you know, as soon as the, the car broke down or the kid needed braces, you know, um, honey, how much is this house worth? 200000 How much? Oh, 210 <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll stay here six months till they kick us out and just don't make any more payments. So then we'll start renting again. Right. And, uh, and that, and, you know, so you had the, my two minute dissertation on it is when they did that, they had an artificial demand for, 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 for houses and the inventory was down here. Then everybody pickup truck became a builder and they were trying to build the inventory up. And then the, uh, these houses that they did 105% finance and started coming back. So then you had the uh, high supply, low demand. Right. And that's, you know, when you have the high demand, low supply, prices go up. Right. That's what happened. And then, then the opposite happened. And, you know, prices fell out. But, but because we had a 75% loan to value that we were doing most of our houses, uh, mortgages, um, most people can look at it and go, okay, I can, I can sell and I can walk away with something versus just going like, yeah, I mean, there's no, I'm, I'm underwater completely. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. So, so it's kind of, so really that the, those conservative tenants help get you through any of these kind of tumultuous times. You don't have to really change course at all. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys just, can just keep doing what you've always done. Old fashioned lending. It's nothing, you know, it's just very conservative. Uh, lending, we give fair prices. Or uh, we've had, I've had one guy that uh, comes to me and says, "God, your fees are so low. How do y'all make money?" Because <laughs> 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 you a half a point loan origination, and the rates are pretty fair. And I go, you know, we got good capital over the year. We built up, um, you know, and low overhead by not having a lot of services. So, um, you know, we. we we do well, you know, compared to our peers. Why do you think that that model is not replicated more? Is it just because you're not really getting like? So my guess would, my guess would be, that you don't have huge fluctuations up, and you also don't have huge fluctuations down. Right? It's probably pretty steady growth. Yeah, pretty steady. I mean, we we grew, we've grown too much this year. Yeah. Because you know our rates are too high on deposits, but we've kind of adjusted them down some. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of credit unions, you know, and even the one before was, they end up getting a lot of services and they're really not paying for it. You know, paying, they're not really getting a good return for the, for, you know, for the uh, credit union. But at the time, there's the thought that, hey, you know, a service is a, uh, <clears throat> A, a new product is a service to our members. Right. So, um, and we just took the, the stance that, well, we're going to be good at what we do. Low rates on loans, good rates on savings, excellent rates on savings, and um, leave that other stuff to the, uh, you know, to the other financial institutions. Um, you know, we don't, you know, uh, you know, a lot of credit cards have, you know, by this, you're gonna get a, you know, uh, awards and like, you, know, you know, and everything, and not charging for credit cards, you know. Uh, so, 
Yes, that's very competitive there. So yeah. we're just t- totally out of it. Uh, you know, we're not in. We're not into that. So, how many credit unions are there that compete with y'all as far as doing having a similar business model as you have? Because I I can't imagine there's a lot of them, right? Like most credit unions that you hear of, they offer check-in and all that extra garbage. But how many don't have that? How many are? I really don't know those numbers. Um, but you know, I when I talk to different regulators, auditors, they'll they'll say, yeah, you're not totally you know unique i mean there's credit unions that have that, that do that and they just follow the low overhead and give good dividend rates and um um you know serve on the loan so uh and there's a lot but but you're right most of them do offer full service and that, that is a member's benefit um but we figure our, the way our board has looked at it we want to give uh you know, you know good dividend rates and get the money out loans and be fair on the loans. And like this year we had the, our home equities. We changed the rates um, once a year and they go up or down two points. And since the time last year we did it, they went down 2.25%. And our board made the conscious decision instead of just lowering two points, go ahead and lower it two and a quarter. We were no obligation to do that. Right. So uh, they just felt, well, you know, you know, They've been they've been our members and people getting loans right now because it was five and a half now it was you know three point two five on our change date so uh, they said let's lower everybody three point two five yeah that's yeah that's a good member benefit you know we we had no obligation to do that so um, you know we try to be fair to our members and it comes back in dividends. Yeah. So you have a unique perspective compared to most of my guests because you're on the finance side. So you get to see a lot more of the uh, the nitty gritty of what's going on in the economy. I guess I would say. So what's your uh, what's your outlook going forward? Like, what do you think is about to happen? I think consumers are going to start tightening up a little bit. You I do. Really, I really do. I think they're going to tighten up. You know, um, I don't think they're going to spend as much. As, but hopefully, I'm wrong. Every time I've guessed interest rates, I've been wrong. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's really a 50-50 chance I've been wrong. You know, so. Well, they're pretty low now. It sounds you like know. they're going to stay that way for a long time, too. Well, yeah, they are. They're supposed to, you know. Fed signal for read, two years. Yeah, at yeah. least two, two, three years. Um, you know, rates are going to be very low. So, um, you know, pe- and they also say that charge-offs are going to increase. You know, loan charge-offs. Have you heard from very many colleagues of yours of that happening so far? Not so far, no. But um, and we haven't experienced it. Uh, our delinquency, you know, stayed uh, relatively low. Zero. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> zero. That's charge offs. <laughs> delinquency and charge offs are two different things. Okay. What? So what is the? Can you? Yeah. A, a, a charge off is if a loan is chronically not paying, and let's say they get like six months behind and you know then they're they're at such a status that they're no longer a um, considered a earning asset okay and so you need to you know take them off the books now you can now you can still collect on them right and you still put that in recoveries but uh you can't you know you really shouldn't be having that delinquency is something that's 30 60 60 days delinquent you know you know 90 days delinquent 
and they like might have a chance of catching up. Oh yeah, they'll you know come and they'll make some payments, catch up, and usually they'll they'll do that when they're going like, yeah, I got a lot of equity in here. I gotta I gotta get this thing going. Yeah. So, um, and then we really don't have a lot of delinquency, so that also helps a lot too. And during this coronavirus, we also you know did some modifications to where we uh, we allow people to either have three months of interest only payments or just totally skip a payment. Oh, okay. And, and they, um, you know, goes to the back end, but still. So that kind of helped a lot. And, you know, the government threw out a lot of money out there. Right, yeah. With the PPP and the were stimulus you, checks and everything. So Were, were you all doing PPP? We did PPP. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so um, a lot of people came to us. for. At first, we weren't going to do them. Then the demand was so high, we, um, you know, we jumped on it. And um, so we did. It's like free money. It, it, it really not. is. It really is like free money. So, uh, I have a lot of. Uh, I know a lot of. I have a lot of associates that uh, took not advantage of the system, but uh, used it what it was intended for. Yeah. Well, right? you know I mean, what? If you're doing something that the government says it's legal, whether it's you know proper tax planning, uh, avoidance, not evasion. Right. Yeah. Um, that's the you know proper you know if if you're doing tax avoidance, that's okay. Yeah. The, the evasion part is the uh, you know is, where you get in trouble. Yeah, when you get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know if it's the government's offering that you know, I believe that people have the right to take advantage. You know, the tax code's actually pretty crazy bringing up taxes. So I just read this whole book about uh, real estate taxes. mm Hmm. And I didn't realize this. The tax code in America, this book was written a few years ago, but it's 75,000 pages. Wow. And there's 10,000 additional pages by the U.S. Treasury Department that explains their interpretation of certain things in that 75,000 pages. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy, isn't it? Well, we do our, uh, the first mortgage loans, uh, consumer Owner occupied. Yeah, uh, we actually use a, a service to to um, to put the, the, to um, fund those loans. They do all the paperwork for us. It just really got too complicated for us. Uh, yeah, so many so many disclosures and everything. So we use a outside company. Now we do our HELOCs, we do our business loans, residential rentals, um, commercial properties, car loans. We do all those you know in house, but uh, for the Owner occupied house. Uh, we use a, a mortgage company based out of Atlanta that services a lot of credit unions. Are you talking like FHAs? Um, yeah, it, it could be FHAs, it's, it's, uh, but it's any, mostly it's like conforming notes that are sold on the secondary market. Okay. Um, this, the underwriting standards are real stringent, and, and um, you don't want to make a mistake. Uh, I don't look good in orange. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it could be a big deal if you yeah yeah, yeah. i'm um, sure after 0809 too especially right my guess would be yeah so do you guys uh dabble a lot in the secondary like the buying and selling notes no okay i always found that really fascinating the guy, there's some guys that make really good I, I heard now the margins are considerably lower but you know in 0809 just fresh coming out of 0809 you could bu- pick up those loans for for nothing dirt cheap pennies on the dollar yeah, well, <laughs> like I said, we're conservative. There's probably reason, you know, picking those up. So. No, yeah, 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 and it's not for everybody, right? I don't know. Do I ever? I don't even know. Well, I, well, there's a lot of limits to what 
credit unions can invest in. Right. What are those limits? Like, uh, I know there's like a million uh, yeah, of them, but I mean, yeah, it's like a million of them, but just yeah. like investing in investments has got to be, uh, you know, government backed. You know, you got to have it's got to be federally insured. Most of them, you know, bonds or um, CDs or you know, or money markets that are federally insured. And it stops people from, you know, credit managers going out there and buying stocks, thinking they're, you know, you know, buying a lot of money and oh, make more money than they. They don't, right? You know, but the uh, it's you know the they old slow and steady works really good for a uh, credit union. Can banks then invest in those non-traditional or you know riskier asset classes? Do you know? I, I really don't know. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, I think they can, but um, you know, but I, they, they 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 have to have regulations too. What they can and cannot. Um, and I'm sure they're a little more sophisticated buying bonds than, than we are, but we're just a. Uh, I keep it pretty simple. I've laddered my CDs, and um, by laddering, I mean I'm having maturing. You know, uh, over over three years. Yeah. I got um, it's really kind of worked out kind of well because we have switched from a two-year ladder to a three-year ladder. And now that all these rates are coming down, I still got, you know, a, a boatload of CDs at you know two and three percent. Right. So, um, yeah. So you're gonna do well. Well, okay. Except, except each month, uh, I have some CDs mature, and I have to reprice them at, <laughs> at the day's market. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so that 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 kind of hurts a little bit. So. Um, Do you think? Um, so this is another. So I don't know how much you guys are gonna know about this. Well, but you're in banking, so I'm just gonna ask. Or you know, okay. credit union. Yeah. Credit. Um. So I've been seeing this big push. For negative interest rates, I don't. But I'm not that well versed in it. Have you been? I mean, have you heard anything about that? I've heard and read about it a little bit, and you know, in some place in Europe, you know, charge you to you know hold your money. Um, I don't see Wartman Circle ever doing that. Well, no, that would be my guess. But what do you think? Like, what? What do you think that you think that movement's going to start to catch fire here, or you think it's going to stay? I think it's a possibility coming here but I, I don't think it's gonna i think it'll be a while but you know right now it's i mean they're a lot of places are playing like 0.05 percent i mean yeah I mean, I mean it's not negative but but it's you know <laughs> i mean you know, it's really not hardly any money you know so right. uh, um i personally don't think it's gonna happen i think they'll they'll, they'll be getting a race like they're getting right now um you know, 0.05 and maybe even a 0% interest rate. Um, but I just, hopefully the American consumer won't stand for that. I mean, you know, and, and they'll, you're supposed and, to be the expert. You know, uh, <laughs> well, they'll, they'll come to their credit unions and move the money out. Yeah. So uh, they go, hey, they're charging me. And I go like, well, we'll pay you a little bit. Right. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, good stiff competition there will uh, stop that from happening. Um, so obviously you have quite a bit of clientele that do real estate and stuff like that. Uh, what do you, what's your feel for the real estate market? You think that's going to hold up going forward? You think there's going to be a dip there? I mean, right now it's, you know, inventory's low. I mean, um, the prices are high. Um, you know, it's, it's down to come, it's, it's bound to come, you know, come down a little bit, but, um, you think we'll see a big correction or a small one? 
I think we're going to have a small correction. I don't think it's going to be as big as it was back because we didn't do a lot of, you know, that, you know, back in that debacle, it was, you know, it was, part of it was was the government doing the, you know, uh, uh, doing the 100% finance, 105% finance. And right. Gave artificial demand. And that's not happening here. So uh, I got a son that lives in, um, San Francisco, and even he's. And I went to a mortgage school a couple of years ago, and it was like, "Oh, the mortgage prices are this, or this, and that." Except in San Francisco, and everything was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going like, "Oh, my son never be able to buy a house there," you know. And he still just rents, but, um, you know, uh, those prices have come down over there. Yeah, they said significantly, right? Yeah, like I saw some crazy numbers out of the rental markets for rent decreases. Yeah, and well, yeah, and because he was thinking about. Him and his girlfriend were thinking about moving to Oakland and just kind of, you know, I guess there's a lot of, uh, you know, working remotely and they could do that. And and they said something to their landlord. And they uh, decreased their rent by like $400 or so and gave them a parking spot. Dang, so they're like, <laughs> That's pretty please high. don't leave. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it, it was. It was, please don't leave. You know, so yeah. uh, they were like, um, okay. And they're like, well, we could have saved a little bit of money by by moving, but then again, by the time you factored in the cost of moving and the hassle of moving, right? Um, you know, they they decide to stay where they're at. So, well, it's pretty amazing, uh, like how much of a fall California and New York have had, really, like um, through COVID. I mean, just because of whatever it's because of, but like uh, a lot of it's sheer numbers of covid patients and then the lockdowns right but like i the real estate markets there have taken pretty significant hits. yes they have yeah which is we'll see how it plays out right like i mean i don't think that new york will be like another detroit but i think that it's gonna take a while to come back probably oh yeah in those no, markets because I mean, a lot of those people are coming here mm-hmm. in florida i mean if, if you got people leaving you know i've heard that you know a lot of people are leaving california yeah, and uh, each person that leave, that's a uh, less demand on the housing. Right. So yeah, you know we we've already talked about supply and demand. Well, and so, the supply goes up, right? As all those people move out of their yeah. houses. Yeah, and then there's less, you know, less, you know, less demand, bigger inventory, so uh, prices will come down, and that's probably what's what's driving the uh, decrease in rents. People want to move out of the big cities. Right. I wonder, have you seen anything coming out of Atlanta for anything like that? No, I haven't. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I have a daughter. I, I got a daughter that lives in Atlanta, but uh, you know, but she's uh, she hadn't really taught me too much about the, the rent. I mean, I, I think she she lives in a house with three other girls, so oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of like you know, they got a four bedroom, and I don't think it's that bad of what they're paying, right? Individually, right? Yeah, I'm well, sure if it was one person had to pay what they had to pay, I'm sure it was. You know, but it's um four people splitting it. Yeah, four which people. Atlanta's always been a little bit more reasonable than those than yeah, you know, mm-hmm. California coast and New York right. City anyway. I think she's in an area called Brookhaven. Yeah, not familiar with where that's at, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the name of it. So. Um, so I want to so let's talk a little bit about so you got put in the manager position at Workman Circle, mm-hmm. and now you guys have seen all this growth. What's personally been the secret to your success? 
you know, it's, it's very easy. You, you treat people right. You give them a good deal. You do what's the best for them. And, and, and they know that. And they're going to recommend you to other people. Keep on going back word of mouth. That's, that's, the whole, that's the whole deal. You know, and, you know, Chris took care of me. Workman Circle took care of me. They treated me right. You know, that's all there is to it. I mean, there had to have been days, though, where things were chaotic and... Oh, you, sure, yeah. sure. Things are chaotic, you know. A lot of days, you know, so... Uh, How do you hold through it? Like, what's the... You know what I mean? Is there, like, a... I just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> just keep with the motions and just whatever keep, just, and, now, and, I, and I really have a great staff um, and um, so you just kind of go th- you know just do what you can and um, you know do your best and go home and enjoy life a little bit and start next day so you know but you just got to go with a positive attitude have you always been like that yeah, I mean, I try to be, you know, but you know, just try to do what's, try to do what's best, and you know, baby steps, and you know, and um, just uh, a to-do list is always great. I mean, okay, you know, scratch things down, and you know, so uh, that, that helps a lot. Do you schedule your days out pretty rigorously? I wouldn't say totally, but you know, I mean, I do, I, I do have it on my calendar a lot of things that I'm doing, and um, you know, we. We, a couple of job functions. I make sure that we schedule to check on, you know, title policies on houses, or make sure we got the debt deeds, and we have a follow up day on that. And you know, I have the, uh, you know, twice a week it pops up. Okay, call the delinquencies, and um, you know, just the small things like that. You know, so uh, just kind of keep it, keep things on the radar. Did you, um, when you were a pipe fitter, <laughs> I was a pipe fitter's apprentice. I'm sorry, a pipe fitter's apprentice. Uh, was yeah. your outlook the same? Like, did you, like, have you always been that way? I mean, or was this like something that's kind of been I, developed? I, I, I was by... like 19 or 20 then, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you I mean, you're young, yeah. I was young, so yeah. you know, it wasn't too much to matter to me back then, you know. So, uh, I'm always curious though, like, so. I think like a lot of people when they are in their late teens, early twenties, mm-hmm. they have um, uh, bad habits that they carry from, with them from childhood. Whatever you know, I mean, negative thinking or laziness or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, and I think that a lot of times that they, like we, I mean, that's me, don't always know what that's going to look like in the future. Like, do so. What I like to ask is people that are farther ahead than me. When you were young were those bad habits existent and you've worked your way out of them well or was that something you were born with and were hopeless my dad you know uh was a hard worker and he passed that on to us um you know he worked literally 100 hours a week dang you know so um his ways of spending time with us was us to work at the store with him (laughs) so uh you know uh yeah, I, I, I worked in a, my dad had a liquor store on Bay Street, you know, so uh, he had a gas station, a liquor store, a Tasty Freeze. Um, matter of fact, he he lived on top of the grocery store and with a house on top of it. And it was when it was uh, my mom and four and four of the kids 
That's when my mom and I was like, I'm, I'm the youngest, and uh, I was like one or two years old. Mom told me, "We're getting the house." We're so <laughs> and we moved the silver to it, you know. So uh, anyway, so but that yeah, you know, he he worked. He loved to work. Um, you know, he instilled that in all of us. You know, you know, uh, working is important. And um, yeah, but you know, having you know good family life and you know good friends and all is important too. And uh, but yeah. So really the most important thing that you kind of had coming out of being 18, going into adulthood, was that work ethic. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the rest of you kind of developed along the way? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of smart people that don't have hard, you know, good work ethics. and Yeah. You know, so, uh, we, you know, we'll say what happens. Yeah, you know, but you can't be lazy. You can't be lazy. You can't be lazy. Not in this marketplace. No, you can't be. Yeah. You know, so you got you to gotta, you gotta work hard. And... um yeah, you know, I'm I'm 60 now, so I like maybe you know six seven years of working, but I'm not sure. I've seen too many people that retire, and they like lose their purpose. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I, to my I, grandpa. Yeah, and I I don't want to do that. I don't want to. You know, I've heard too many people. You know, you know they uh, retire and they. Yep. Watching the next TV thing you know, all like don't move that much. Arthritis is really getting them, and yeah. So I mean, I think. I think humans were meant to, to move, yeah. to be active, Absolutely. to be part of the system. You know, so uh, I never want to truly, truly, totally retire. Um, you know, I probably, you know, they're going to be, you know, 65, 67. Okay, you know, I want to leave this or have reduced hours or try to work with the uh, board to see what, what they would do. But, uh do you have retirement plans? Like, is there something that you want to do when you retire? Oh, sure, sure. Like, I got, I got, uh, now, I'm not Jewish, but my wife's Jewish, and she, you know, she loves to spend money. So, <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, I should be, I should be clear. She spends her own money. So, uh, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> she's pretty, yeah, you know, she's pretty successful too. So, um, anyway, but well, you know, obviously travel and, you know, uh, no grandkids yet, but you know, I'm, I'm Fingers crossed. Finger, fingers crossed and <laughs> saving money to spoil them, you know. So, yeah. uh, and that first grandkid, he's going to be really lucky. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, and I, I want to help my children too. Right. You know, um, I want I want to help them get a house and, you know, and, um, you know, I've offered some help and, you know, mostly for that, you know, first down payment. So, always go, if you don't help your children, who are you going to help? I mean, that's the truth, right? Yeah, you know, so, and I want to see them enjoy it. A wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That's okay. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's Proverbs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, yeah. like, I always am thinking that, though. Like, uh, the whole point of all of this is to benefit the next generation, right? Like, sure. obviously, you want to bless those that are outside your family. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of uh, religious and philosophical things that you read have to do with, like, helping the generation after you, right? That's what it's all about. Sure. It's just furthering, oh, yeah. furthering. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, your kids make the most sense. Is like, yeah, who else are you going to spend it on? Yeah. Or you'd be like Warren Buffett. He's like, I'm gonna, he's like going to donate like every penny he has. Like, he's like, oh, my kids don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Can we talk about this? <laughs> well, all right. I guess I'm in with that. Thanks for coming in. Oh, we're talking uh, about Workman Circle. Yeah. Appreciate you inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Um, if people are looking for your guys' services, where can they find you? 
We're we only have one location. Okay. We're at five twenty seven Stevenson Avenue. Um And then guess, do you have a website? Yeah, we got a website, workmancirclecu.com. Um a lot of people I guess the landmark building is the restaurant right next to uh, Sweet Potatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what that's uh, I love Sweet Potatoes. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're literally right next door um, in, a, in, a, in a condo complex. So uh, we have two condos you know, to make our, build, our office. So. Well, perfect. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Thank you. No problem. Man. Take right. it easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs>